Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. You could see Parasite winning, and I think that it is a beloved film. It's a beloved film. Everybody loves the movie. Everybody does not love the movie. Yes, they no, do. No, they don't. Yes, see, they I can do. I say Jojo Rabbit. People hate it. Some people hate it. Okay, but I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Parasite. I'm aware. But people don't like Parasite. You're like not even... I I have not seen one thing. I have not heard from anyone. I have not... You you must not read the same things that I read. I read the same shit that you read. I don't think you do. I read the same stuff that you read. And the, 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 the love for Parasite is... It's, it's universal. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Look at the reaction it got at the SAG Awards when the cast members. Wait, not even. Do you no, know wait, why? Wait Do you know Just why the reaction's been so wait. good, Scott? Why? It's because they're not around. They're from Korea. But they come they in have just been to around. Do- Bong Joon Ho and Sok Hang Ho. You can't see them and, after this week. They're not going to be hanging around at the Soho House. They're interpreters. Sharon Choi. That's why everybody's here. coming up to wait, them. Wait, saying, wait. Where's the split screen? Cody, where's the freaking split screen? Thank you. The split screen. Listen, Jeff. Everyone loves this film. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? It's 1970. You think it's 1970? Parasite. I say Parasite. Wow. Okay. Parasite. You know what? I'm throwing up my hands. You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. We have made the decision. We are going big on Parasite winning Best Picture. Welcome to Collider Videos for your consideration, our weekly video series tracking the ups and downs of award season, and it is a done deal. Parasite wins four Academy Awards, international feature, best original screenplay, best director, and best picture. It is unanimous, Hollywood, the world over. Everyone is excited, especially me, because it is time (laughs) 
It is really time. You know, let's just cut to the chase here. Let's just cut to the chase here because this is, this is the moment of truth. So as you all know, I went out on a limb predicting that Parasite would win international feature director and picture. And one Jeff Snyder was so adamant that that would not happen, that it would not win director and picture, but it would win international feature, that, that he, we bet 20 bucks. And then the following week, he upped his part of the bargain by saying he was going to pay me 40 bucks if it won all three. And it did win all three, including, or in addition to that, it also got original screenplay. So now, ladies and gentlemen, here we are, the final Collider FYC of the season, our Oscar wrap-up. And I, you know, we're all tired, but very excited because look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> this is so well-deserved. I have been waiting all night for this moment. For this moment. He doubled down, and he was double wrong. Mance is the winner. Mance is the winner. Now, this is what a split screen is all about here, ladies and gentlemen. Mance wins 40 bucks. Mance wins 40 bucks. Thank you to everyone at Collider FYC for saying they could not wait to watch this episode of FYC to see this man pay me. So, right now, man. All right, Scott Mance, I got to hand it to you and to Perry. You both called it. Yes, we did. Both of you predicted I was, parasite. I was the middle ground. You get the credit here, man. You, you, went, you went full parasite. <laughs> and I got it. I mean, credit where credit's due, Scott Man. Let's see. I Let's had see. it wrong on this show all season. I've never been kind of so happy to be wrong because I think that last night's win was a great thing for the industry. Um, I, think, I think it was a really historic night for Hollywood. And if it comes at my expense... So be it, Scott Mance. Let's see. Let's see right here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we've been waiting for. Jackson. Jackson, and there's two of them. Oh, let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, right here. Here you got Jeff Sutton. He paid in full. He lived up to his end of the bargain. Parasite. Big winner, four record-breaking Academy Awards, international feature, original screenplay, best director, Bob Joon-ho, best picture for 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, imagine that. The best movie of the year won the Academy Award for best picture. What an amazing, historic, landmark trailblazing, game-changing night this was. Perry, what did you think? It was so refreshing to see a movie so widely beloved actually win Best Picture because when is one of the last times that we've actually all been, well, minus one, all been in agreement on what should win, but still, you actually pointed out what the good is in Parasite winning all of this. I don't know, it just felt like that whole room collectively lit up last night, and every single time Bong was on that stage, I fell more and more in love with him. I was rooting for him harder and harder for that whole team to get the best picture win. And then when it actually happened, I don't know. I like I saw I felt it coming, but I was still so shocked. Jeff, I think it comes down to passion. And even though I didn't share in that passion for Parasite this season necessarily, like again, it, it was in, if you look at my list of movies on my blog, it was in that standout section. And it was in my top 25 of the year or whatever, but it was probably my sixth favorite Best Picture nominee. But enough people loved it. And, and I'm sure that that preferential ballot really helped it. I don't think that 1917 really had the same passion. 
you know, I had predict- predicted at the start of the season to keep an eye on films like uh, Queen and Slim and Just Mercy because I did feel like there would be some kind of pushback to Green, ba- to Green Book's win last uh, year. And I think that Parasite reflects that. I think I was just looking in the different direction. I think my heart was in the right place. Um, but, but you but, fought but, with your head. But kudos, kudos to Bong Joon-ho. Like, he really did work the circuit this year. Kudos to someone like Tom Quinn, who just started Neon a few years ago. Yeah. Like, that guy really bet on himself. And Neon has really established it, uh, itself as, as one of the primary, like, prestige distributors of sure. amazing independent content out there. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely a win, even though, you know, I may have lost our bets. Well, well, you know what? Um, you know, you bring up a good point. A lot of people were betting with their head, looking at statistics like, oh, this movie won the Producers Guild Award. And, and, and this movie won the Directors Guild Award and, you know, Best Director, you know, the, uh, all but seven times since 1949. The DGA winner won the Oscar for Best Director. But there was something about Parasite that I really, really was thinking with my heart, following my heart. But, but I still really thought that this movie, it really is the best movie of the year. When I saw Parasite for the very first time at the Telluride Film Festival, it was the Sunday, it was Monday morning. Uh, it, was a, it was like a 9 a.m. screening, and I left to come home that day. And it was actually... The reason I saw that film, it was it was on my list, but I was trying to balance it with other screenings. But Mara Buxbaum from IDPR, she was the one who said to me, you've got to see Parasite here. Because I'd already won the Palme d'Or, mm-hmm. and I already knew people who saw it who were at Cannes who said that it was really, really great. But, but Mara Buxbaum said to me, whatever you see here at Telluride, you've got to see Parasite before you go home. And I changed. Great. She has great taste. She has well. She's very, very smart. I trust her implicitly. Anyway, we also share the same birthday, so there's that. Oh, November twenty first. But she said to me, "Trust me, you got to see this movie." And she was right. Happy was, birthday! Oh, oh my <laughs> God! Wait a minute. Go to the split up. screen again, Cody. <laughs> Go. To, okay, Jeff Snyder on his birthday. <laughs> on his birthday. That's my birthday money. Send me that, man. <laughs> <laughs> On his birthday, Jeff Snyder loses a bet to movie mans. This is even more rewarding. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get you some waffles. You get you get awesome. take it easy on me because it's my birthday. But honestly, you know, you know what? You know when I really start to, to feel oh, like... Wait, you're, you're that, changing. You're trying to be all serious again. No, no, yes, no exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I took a look at um, someone assembled all the honest ballots. And by the way, the honest ballots, I love that Holland Reporters, but They're now fun. everyone does them. Every single site has one. So someone had assembled like all 35 or 40 ballots. And 1917 was best, best picture on like two or three of them. Wow. And it really mm. did worry me. I was like, ooh, that is not good if that is indicative of anything and there is a certain type of voter who is inclined to share their their votes with a reporter in an honest ballot mm-hmm. um and i don't know if it's the older white the, you know the older white males that that rule the academy but uh yeah it, it was definitely a sign of things i to can't come. read those anymore i i was reading them almost every single sway you no, I don't let them sway me. They, I just want to stop them from breaking my heart. Oh yeah, they're because I, I read the first one that yeah. came out this year, and I said to myself, "That that's it. I'm just not going to look at them anymore." Let me ask you: Were you guys nervous at all though when Parasite didn't win production design, no. didn't win film editing? Mm-mm. Like those those are two pretty good indicators. No, but you see, the reason I wasn't surprised about the editing part was because Ford for, Ford versus Ferrari, which was a film that I absolutely loved, that I also saw Tell Your Ride and thought that it should have done 
much better with the nominations in terms of getting more than four, especially more above the line nominations. But it was a popular film. A lot of people saw it. It was well-reviewed. And just in terms of eyeballs on the big screen, the editing of that film, bar none, was really, really fantastic. And I thought that between Parasite and Ford vs. Ferrari, I, 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 was, I, I had a feeling that, that Ford would win. The screenplay win had me very, very encouraged that it was going to go all the way. And it's not like we were in a position where 1917 was really sweeping everything either. Because when we got to the best sound mixing and sound editing category Mm -hmm. and that was split, if that had both gone to 1917, then I might have been a little more worried. But when that happened, I thought there was a real chance. Well, Jeff, you said passion. And I think when it comes to Parasite, the key word there is, is passion. There was a passion for Parasite, and there was, a, there was an admiration for 1917 because of the way it was made. Right. And there also, I think a lot of people are, are forgetting that just five years ago, you had a film shot in seemingly one take that won Best Picture and Best Director. That was Birdman. So even though you're taking that concept and putting it to a, a, a battlefield setting, it's still been done. So you're going to reward that again? And it didn't. It went to something that was – here's the other thing about Parasite is that this is a film that was about the haves and the have-nots, about class structure. It's a South Korean film. It's an international feature. But it is a universal message. So uh, here's what I would say. Like I've been saying all season long on this show that it it, it would be a crazy year, and I didn't know – I had no idea what would win. I knew that Irishman wouldn't win when that was the front runner. Mm-hmm. And when we came out of Christmas break and we thought that Once Upon a Time was the front runner, I didn't think that that would win either. And, and even when uh, 1917 was the presumed front runner, you saw me on the show last week. I'm saying, I think Jojo Rabbit could be the one. Like, yeah. I had a feeling yeah. something crazy was going to happen. I didn't think it would be Parasite. And so I admit, I was completely wrong. I had the entire season wrong, I, and, and I've never been so happy to be wrong. Well, I have never have been you, so happy for you to be wrong too, buddy Have boy. you gone back on Gold Derby and looked at what you had predicted at the end of August, beginning of September before? No. We, it's can you just do that? A, you, you can do that because I brought up on a show that you couldn't do that and someone was kind enough to point out the time oh. machine and I got a little obsessed with looking at that. But it's like before tip even happened. <laughs> oh, what like, you have? <laughs> the freaking goldfinch was on my <laughs> Oh, my God. But that's what happens when you just assemble an Oscar package and yeah. you don't see the final product there. It's just it's a fascinating thing to go back and look at where our minds were then. Well, so for Parasite winning Best Picture, yeah, can- it also won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. Now, you would think in, in conventional wisdom that, wow, for a movie to win the top prize at Cannes, well, it must have gone on to win the Oscar for Best Picture a few times over the last you know, 50, 60 years. But in actuality, Parasite winning the, the Palme d'Or and then the Oscar – it's the first time since 1955's Marty that a movie that won the Palme d'Or at Cannes went on to win the Oscar for Best Picture. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a staggering gap. But, you know, Jeff, you mentioned how today is your birthday. Today is also Laura Dern's birthday. Oh. And she won good Best Supporting Actress. So, so she wins Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, let's talk about the story. acting races, which were yeah. all kind of, you know, went yeah. as expected. They were chalk. But here's the thing. So Laura Dern winning for Marriage Story. Uh, and today is her birthday, so that makes sense. Uh, her, mm-hmm. her, I thought it was yesterday, but it's actually today. She said it was the best birthday present ever in her speech. Yes. But her win makes makes a, a, the first acting win, mm-hmm. the first acting win for a Netflix movie. And, of course, Netflix also won Best Documentary for uh, American Factory. Mm-hmm. But 
in terms of their 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 slate of films for this past season. I mean, they showed up to the table with five quality films: Klaus, uh, Dolmite is My Name, Marriage Story, uh, and The Irishman, of course, uh, and Two Popes. And and really, after all that campaigning. Uh, for for movie movies, you know, not that those aren't movie movies, but in terms of big screen, you know, the Academy rewarding movies that were really meant to be seen and were seen primarily on the big screen. What do you think? What's your your take your 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 uh, takeaway from from the season itself, from the campaigning, from how all that played out? Because I think it is something that people are going to be writing about and analyzing in the coming weeks after well, the dust settles. Just going going back to Netflix and mm-hmm. also to Neon, I don't know. I just didn't expect Neon to surpass Netflix. I thought this was going to be Netflix's year to clean up, especially with how many quality films that right. they had in the mix this time around. But I wonder if their strategy next year is going to be maybe to stagger the releases a little bit because sure. it did feel like they all first kind of made their first showing in the industry right around the same time. And I think it just it wound up being whatever made the most noise in that small period of time. And that was so early in the season. And I think that team over there needs to figure out how to sustain that buzz through the season a bit better because, yeah, Irishman had a great debut at New York Film Festival, but I would say that that was the one that fizzled out the fastest. Maybe Marriage Story is the one that had the better chance of winning some bigger awards, but it felt like it was all about the Irishman all the time. So do you think do you think that maybe that Netflix, because Netflix came to the table so fast with so many things at once that they just like canceled themselves out? You think that's possible? No, uh, <laughs> I, I mean I just don't think that the, that they had the goods with the Irishman in the way that they thought that they did. I thought that they did with Marriage Story again. That was my number one of the year, but um, you know cl- clearly that wasn't a real factor in this year's race. Like, you know. how much campaigning did you see for those movies? Because because oh, maybe it was I don't know maybe it was just because uh, of the specific screenings we were able to be a part of at ArcLight mm-hmm. but I feel like those films minus the things sent to us in the mail like I didn't see a lot of people super excited to attend events I didn't hear many people talking about those They're movies not fun versus movies. other story things and it, you know you, you get out of marriage story it's like you've been hitting the chest yeah, well uh, but it's, it's, but even not looking at the live action movies something like that was Klaus is the underdog that I was rooting for I wanted to see that movie wa- I like Toy Story quite a bit <laughs> I wanted to see Klaus walk away with that best animated feature so so badly and I think it should have those movies like weren't even on my radar until late December yeah. January January, and I think by then it was already too late. Like, you know, if I'd been hearing about them for months, it might have been different. So, um, so, so, but with the thing with, with Toy Story winning, so, so there was an unusual situation where animated feature really could have gone to one of three different movies. And, and for, for Toy Story 4's win and animated feature to be a surprise, uh, that just shows you how strong the other films in that category really I, are. I love how it is being positioned as, as a, like, surprise by the trades. Like, I think that Toy Story 4 was always kind of the front runner, yeah. and it was the other movies that would have been the upsets. Good point. Good point. Um, but, I, I, you know, you asked about what the takeaways of the season are. Mm-hmm. And, and I think here, you know, there's, a, there's several. Um, it's, you know, I, I've seen this in my mentions a lot, particularly with regards to me and, and my take on Parasite. Never say never. When it comes to the Oscars. <laughs> I saw that oh, a lot yeah. too. <laughs> like all, all the stats that like everyone obsesses over, guys, and I've said this for how many seasons now? Like, forget it. 
Stats don't matter. No, Doesn't really matter. This, these Guild Awards, none of it matters. Uh, so they they liked Parasite, and and that's what they went with. I think that the uh, it showed that the diversity push is is working. Um, I, you know, I definitely think that when this is the first, uh, I'm not even going to use the foreign language tag because the Academy doesn't anymore. It's the first non English film to win Best Picture. That really does speak volumes that this is working. That their plan. You know, baby steps. Well, the other thing is that, so for Parasite to win the Oscar for Best Picture, for it to win picture, director, original screenplay, and, of course, international feature. And, by the way, it didn't even get nominated for any of the acting categories. But it still, it still won in very, very, very key categories, which is why it won Best Picture. But I think what this will do for, for foreign language films, for international features, to be embraced more, more people will be open to watching. Yeah. yeah, like more people will, will be open to watching movies from, from overseas. They'll be more open to watching movies with subtitles. They will be, they will be more ready to embrace Did you see from- Scott Renshaw's tweet today? No, what was it? He tweeted, so Scott Renshaw, I think, is the cr- critic in like Salt Lake City. Okay. And he said that at the Salt Lake uh, Public Library, there's now a 200-person wait for Parasite. Huh. Oh, wow. That yeah. is... That, is this award tangi- tangibly changing things? And, and, and it's going to change things in, in the months, in the months yeah. to come. Yeah, I mean, you can even look it. at a couple of other titles. You have Antonio Banderas getting a Best Actor nomination for Pain and Glory. That mm-hmm. puts that on the map in a different way. And, you know, even when wins aren't a factor, you could also look at uh, Honeyland in Best Documentary and Best International Feature. So... Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. I think there's still a lot of changes that need to be made, especially when it comes to the nominating phase, too. But baby steps, one one step at a time. Uh, The other thing that I'll say about this is I I think that it indicates that um, they're going to spread the love going forward and that I don't think you're going to see a movie win 10, 11 Oscars anymore. I think that those days are kind of over, that there's enough different tastes now in the Academy where, you know, you're... most years you're going to see five or six at most for do a movie. You, do you think that also goes hand in hand with the overwhelming amount of content that we're getting? Because it's not just the big studios anymore, the theatrical releases. Right, we also playing. have streamers in play too. So yeah. I wonder if that's part of the reason why we're never going to see that again. But, but just this movie really did break down cultural barriers, language barriers, subtitle barriers. You know, people might, might have, who might have been more averse to watching a movie with subtitles, which is like really ridiculous and preposterous, might be more open to watching a movie from overseas with subtitles now that after this movie just changed the game. I mean, I really think that this is a game-changing, history-making moment, not just because it's the first international feature to win Best Picture, not just because it's the first Korean film to win international feature. You know, there's all those stats. You called me Mr. Statistic one time. Yes. Mm. But, but this, is, uh, this is going to change the perception of of international cinema more people will be open to international cinema because of this moment that might not have been open to it before i'm not saying it's going to open the floodgates but there is going to be more acceptance more embracing of international features more movies for us to talk about going forward sure, parasite will come back out in theaters and, and I absolutely it will good. absolutely it will you know as of now i think it uh was over 33 million domestic, over like right. 170 million worldwide. I owe, uh, I owe that movie a rewatch. Uh, I cannot wait to rewatch that movie again after all this 
talk that we've been doing for the last few months about this movie. But any other uh, takeaways? Uh, overall, you know, look, the best best animated feature when it went to Toy Story, I was happily surprised. And so great. now Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4 are the only two sequels to win the Oscars for animated feature. But you, both of them are from the same franchise. What, I can't see that happening again. Like, Anytime soon that two films from a franchise, two sequels from a franchise are going to win animated feature. So yeah. for Toy Story 4 to do that after no one thought anything could top Toy Story 3, which was actually nominated for Best Picture itself, I think that's awesome. I would have to go back through the library, but I feel like, especially with the uh, Disney Pixar, you can't say well, never. Never, 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 but if a long time. If they do another Monsters movie, uh, like Monsters, Inc., Monsters University. Well, I those could, movies were awful. I, I never liked those movies. Yeah, oh, I did. I mean, I like the first one. Right. Right. The first one's bad. great, so you could theoretically make a good sequel to that movie at some point. Well, I, I'm rooting for the sequel to Inside Out. I think that's got a lot of potential. That would be great. Yeah. And you know what? Toy Story 5, I would not rule out a Toy Story 5, maybe, you know, five or ten years down the line, because everyone thought Toy Story 3 was it, and it wasn't. But the other... Uh, um, uh, you know, I know Apollo 11 was not nominated for Best Documentary, uh, but American Factory, no surprise there. I don't mm-hmm. think there were really, really any other surprises in terms of the, of the Oscars. No. But at the Spirit Awards, a movie that was completely snubbed by the Academy, won Best, best Indie Feature, and that, of course, was The Farewell. Very, very well-deserved. That was, that was probably one of the ones that I was rooting to get an Academy Award nomination. That didn't, but it was very exciting to see that honored. You also had Uncut Gems, which I thought was deserving of a spot on this list somewhere. And then also Booksmart. Booksmart. Booksmart, Booksmart, yeah. Booksmart finally got the award season love I think it deserved. And it then, was, yeah, it, it was great to see uh, the, the Farewell recognized because you guys know how much I love that one. And the Safdie brothers got Best Director, Adam mm-hmm. Sandler, Best Actor. Of course, Renee Zellweger, Best Actress. Supporting actor Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. And uh, uh, Susan Zhao. Susan yeah. Zhao for The Farewell. So basically, everyone got snubbed by the Academy one big really in a place where really absolutely deserved to, which was the Independent mm-hmm. Spirit Awards. Uh, but, man, uh, any other things to say about I'm, the Oscars? I'm feeling yeah. pretty good about how I did in the short film category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the I, money, Perry. I did my homework. I watched everything. And, and going back to uh, statistics not helping you out here, it's like a little of everything. You look at the guilds. You, you, you gauge, like, the temperature in the room kind of thing. You go with your heart a little bit based on what you watched. And I feel like the combination there with trying to predict those three worked out. I think all three of the I really all 15 shorts go watch them. I believe they're playing at the Arclight through Thursday well, I think they said. Go see those movies on the big screen, but The Neighbor's Window in the live action category an excellent film. Hair Hair Love is the one that I was the most confident in running away with that award, but Kitbull's also available on Disney Plus and it's excellent too. I I'm just I'm so happy for these and also uh also, the the documentary short winner, uh, learning to ride a learning to ride a skateboard in a war zone, is uh, is is really exceptional. But particularly that documentary short category, all all of those titles get at something that really like chilled me to the bone, stuck with me, just made me feel for a situation that maybe I can't personally relate to, but that I learn more about. So go seek those out, please. All I'll say is I don't need guild winners to tell me anything. I have Scott Manson, Perry Nemiroff. Okay. All I need to do <laughs> next year is look to them to know what's going to win my pool. 
These guys did a great job. It's been an honor co-hosting with you. Um, we had an amazing time last night at Arclight. We had so much we fun. Got, yeah. yeah we, we hosted a, a screening we were ever, between every uh, commercial break. I mean, that was us. I really hope we get to do something like that again because it, it was so cool because we got to, you know, we did our, our usual commentating type thing, but we got to have the audience involved so much. We gave cool stuff away. We learned about fashion. It was wonderful. I had never watched the Oscars with so many people, and when you saw, uh, when Paris I won to yeah. see the entire audience oh, just yeah. lift off its feet. It was like being in the room. <laughs> it, it really, really it was. Like was. Being there. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the showman's without any hosts and like the ten musical numbers uh, and all that? I, I thought that the show flew by. Uh, you know, in, in yeah. terms of in terms of surprises, you know, obviously the the the, the happy surprises, you know, the ones that I saw coming, uh, did in fact happen. Uh, Eminem performing "Lose Yourself" was a great highlight. I mean, it's kind of random. But uh, it was it was a great moment. It definitely sort of like uh, shook things up in terms of like just the way everything was being so predictable. Uh, I expected Joaquin Phoenix to give a wild, crazy, uh, really poignant and powerful speech, and he did not disappoint in that regard. Joaquin Phoenix is now an Oscar winner on his fourth nomination. Well deserved for Joker. Also won best uh, best original score. I was so gra- glad to see Br- uh, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Win last night. Yep, like uh-huh. I think that Brad Pitt really is a great actor. He doesn't get his due because he's kind of written off as a pretty boy. And this was his first acting statue he's won before as a producer. And it was just very well deserved. I'm hoping that his nod to the stunt team, also because if you haven't seen it, we did that super cut at Sundance about what categories right. should be added to the Oscars. And I mean, really, again, baby steps. And who knows? Maybe in the near, near future, a baby step will be adding another category to the mix. And maybe yep. him shouting out a stunt performance, stunt performance. in his uh, speech there could make the difference. I was so happy for Taika Waititi. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Taika oh, my God. Waititi. See, yes. there's a good example of guild wins and other ceremony wins kind of pointing you in the right direction, yeah, though. Yeah, sure. WGA, BAFTA. Right the gut. Uh-huh. The gut. Yeah. Rabbit. Wait, wait, wait. Can you, tell, can you tell everyone what you told me last night about the costumes? Because that made me very happy. What in about Jojo Rabbit. Oh, what the shoes? Yeah. What, the shoes? No, well, uh, no, no, no. You rewatched it. Re- I, had re- I had rewatched that. Jojo Rabbit. I'd come around on the whole uh, good costume. Yes, Jojo yes. Rabbit. Yes. I'm, I'm happy. I was very happy to hear that happen. Shoes. I have new shoes this morning. Thanks to my girlfriend. Wow, oh, very, very nice. nice. Birthday, Birthday present. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just also want to give a shout out to Janelle Monet, mm-hmm. who was phenomenal. I mean, what an opening! I. I'm still, I'm a little mixed on the hostless thing because I thought there were moments where it was working really well. And then all of a sudden there were moments where, you know, I don't think that the lack of structure without a host was helping the program out. But her opening was just like spot on what I want to see in this ceremony every single year. Just like capturing the love for movies that were nominated, for movies that should have been nominated, that weren't. Just bringing so much energy, getting the audience hyped. I thought that was pitch perfect across the board. Wanted something funny. Remember a couple months ago when I was predicting that Cats might actually get nominated for something? That Boy, was one, was of, that was one of my silly. favorite bits of the entire thing. I applaud them all day long for getting up there, making fun of themselves. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. those late night <laughs> rowdy cat screenings are a real thing. So even though it is not what the filmmakers intended, that thing caught on in a very unique way. You know who did like cats? Dewey. Dewey the I cat. Dewey and Dewey's, Slim and just mercy were judging cats. Nominated. That's not what he said <laughs> no? in his Oscar prediction. Really? Uh, <laughs> listen, this this was uh very exciting. I and mean, I was I was at the neon party when Parasite won Best Director and Best Picture. 
And I went early. I was not taking any chances. <laughs> I'm not and that smart. <laughs> to be at that neon party when it won Best Director, everybody thought, okay, okay, you know, 1917 will probably win. But when, when, when Parasite won Best Picture, I think I blasted my eardrums. Like, it was so wild to be at the neon party, the studio behind Parasite, which was already packed by that point. And it wasn't even like the after party yet. And... And then that's when I did my video to you. And that was great. You like that? That was amazing. You like that? <laughs> Pay up another effort? Come on. It was so fun. I mean, so many people, I got to say on social media, to everyone who tweeted me or on Instagram or whatever, you know, said, you know, oh, man, Jeff's going to pay you 40 bucks. Thank you to everyone who had my back on this bet. And uh, thank you to Jeff and to Perry. I deserved I mean, it. You know, a lot of thanks. We got to give a lot of thanks here. First of all, I absolutely want to thank Collider for moving forward on season two of Collider FYC. This was above and beyond what we did on our first season. It was so, even though we had a short season, it was only about three months or so, it was so rewarding. It was so great to talk about these ups and downs with you week after week. Absolutely the highlight of the year. So big thanks to Collider with moving forward and, and sticking the landing with it too. Also, big thanks to our partners at Arclight Cinemas for being our partner on season two and for doing not three, not four, but a whopping 16, 16 Collider FYC screenings, including many of the big winners of the night. So big thanks to our friends at Arclight Cinemas, especially Kevin Holloway, for really, really crushing it and taking Collider FYC to the next level. A big, big, huge, massive thank you to the amazing Perry Nemiroff, the mighty Jeff Snyder, for being great friends, great colleagues, great peers, people I love, admire, and respect. I, I, I look forward to this every single week. And absolutely, positively, big thanks to you for sticking with Collider FYC and for making this just, I would say, our best season yet. It's only our second, but... It really was above and beyond. What more do you think? more yeah. thanks. Thanks thanks to you for everything you just said about the two of us. Because so it goes sweet. right back to you and for your infectious energy every single time you walk in the studio. Because I know for a fact that all three of us really love being part of this show. And your enthusiasm is a big reason for that. But also more thanks to Thad, Cody, Christian yep. and Remsen for all the support behind the scenes because not only would this show not be possible, none of those arc light screenings would have gone off as Absolutely. well as they did without their help. And mm -hmm. Dorian and Jack too. Thank you to everybody behind the scenes who was instrumental to making this happen. And also a big thanks to everyone who works at ArcLight. Uh, I, you know, I, I've said this a million times. Uh, even before we were doing FYC, I've always said that going to that arc light in Hollywood, it's such a great place to see movies because people are always like really respectful. No one tweets. No one's on their phones. They only have like a couple of previews. But even, you know, we're, all, we're there a lot for these press screenings. And then, you know, as, as uh, season two of FYC got going, but the staff there, the staff at, at the arc light in Hollywood is really the best. And, you know, everyone at the arc light, they have to wear their favorite name, favorite movie on their name tag. So what movie would you put, if you were working for Arclight, if you were an usher at Arclight, you had to put your favorite movie on your name tag, what would it be? Do they change, they change it though from year to you year can though, if right? You want to, so yeah. it, if, if it was all time, it would obviously be Jurassic Park. And if it was 2019, it would be Britney Runs a Marathon. How about you? I'd put Days and Confused just so uh, my bosses wouldn't expect that much of me. 
See, I would play, you know, if it, Jeff Snyder answer. If, if it was if it was all time, I would absolutely put La La Land on there. But if it was for 2019, you're damn right. Parasite hmm. would take it. But again, just thank you to everyone. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has just been so great. I mean, I could keep going on with the thanks and the love for my my amazing partners in crime here, the amazing Perry Nemeroth, the mighty Jeff Snyder. But a big thanks to everyone who supported season two of Collider FYC. And until next time, here's looking at you, kid. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, from negative to positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you gotta play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.